Welcome to The Danger Room, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast focused on helping you to prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy, tips, tricks, and things you should be considering to level up your gameplay. You can continue the conversation with us on our free Discord, and if you've been enjoying our podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon if you're in a position to do so. Links will be in the show notes. This is a competitive-focused podcast, so bear in mind that our opinions are focused through that lens. Regular members include Jacob, Sploosh, Mike, and Chewie. Uh, hey guys, welcome to the Danger Room. I'm Chewy. I'm your host today. You got with me today. I have Sploosh and Mike DeLuca. What's up, guys? Yo, definitely not any other Mike D's. That's for sure. No, only, only <laughs> DeLuca. Was I supposed to say your whole name there? But <laughs> are there other other mics on this disc, uh, Discord on this t- podcast? <laughs> I don't think so. There's just a lot of mics in general. Yeah, yeah there's a lot so. of mics in general. Uh, today, uh, yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, what is our topic today? Well, before we get into topics, we should yeah. talk about uh, the leader of Murderbots, Sentinel Prime. Definitely, Mark Four. Mark Four, Mark Sentinel Four, Prime. yeah, Mark Four, Sentinel Prime. I mean, there's a lot of Sentinels, right? But there's yeah. only one Prime Mark Four. Correct. <laughs> kind of like there's a lot Prime of mics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> like the fact that they, put, that they put Mark Four on the end of it makes me think that you'll get other kinds of Sentinels, like Mark Two, Mark whatever. You know, mm-hmm. Wild Sentinels. If people remember those. <laughs> They're like Velociraptor Sentinels with like machine guns on them. They're oh, cool. I do remember those. That's Sounds like awesome. those Transformers that turn into dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one day we'll get Nimrod. That'd be fun. Bastion. Oh, I thought uh, Nimrod would be in there. Like, I um, don't know. Sentinels so will be... They definitely have room to grow, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, honestly, um, what do you guys think about this character so far? Like, uh, Go ahead. I'll go. Okay, sure. I don't know much about him, to be honest, because I haven't played him. Uh, but of the two Sentinels that we got, I guess he's like probably the most competitive looking one. Uh, I mean, five threat is is a thing. It's weird because I, since I played this game since the beginning, I, I immediately hear five threat and assume they're going to be like god tier superstars because I have like, you know, Modoc memories. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. Like five threat is kind of weird nowadays. Like the only five threat that gets a lot of attention is mostly just Juggernaut. So I can't help but like immediately think about Juggernaut as a character and then compare everything to Juggernaut. Um, this guy's definitely not Juggernaut. He's they're both large base, funny enough, and short movers. But mm-hmm. uh, this guy doesn't have the like infinite flight, as you call it, Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I, I, he's gonna play super different, I guess. Um, uh, like, I think he's probably cool. I think the thing that everyone knows and it stands out is this: the rerolls, and then also that he can reroll his own dice, which is pretty sweet. Um, a range three five dice though on a five threat, it's like not exciting. But I guess you have to think about the rerolls, really, right? Well, no, mm-hmm. he can he can make it eight dice for three, so. Yeah, his man it's kind of just has the, like two spenders, I guess. <laughs> Basically, the power, yeah. the power matrix thing like is wild to me. It's like 
you don't get your power till your activation's over, right? Right. So like yes. turn it's I guess that's an anti turn one play situation. Especially with the way R and D was rebalanced. Um so that's fine, I guess. I mean whatever he maybe just goes and grabs an objective and then gets on a point or something, and then the next turn you're juiced up. With what? That would be like three power on turn two. And right. I guess you could add dice, which would is it three dice for three power? Is that what it was, Mike? Uh yes. Yes. Uh, I mean that's still better than like, you know, like Gambit and Storm's little three power huh. for two dice, I guess. Um but would you wouldn't you rather I don't know, what is better there? Would you because if you do I guess if you add three dice you're getting crits. Yeah, yeah, no. Last... Adding dice is better than rerolls, like every time. Mm-hmm. So you just do that, then, huh? You just yeah. always. Yeah, add you definitely three. would max out the plasma blast mm. if you're like, and then you could reroll after that. You know, plus like, there's nothing in the game that stops you from like adding dice. Whereas like Malakit doesn't give you rerolls, for example. Mm-hmm. Good point. So then, yeah, I guess turn two, you're always just going with an eight dice energy attack. Just that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean... Also. Happy that they made more uh, size fives. I think like everyone in the universe predicted these guys would be size five, and I'm just happy that it actually happened. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, Dormammu let me get a taste of the size fiveness, and it was really cool. Um, just the last thing that I just think is hilarious about these guys is they move short, they fly, and they're size five. <laughs> so they basically have three different flying things going on. Yeah, they do. You know, it's like they fly three times. Um, I don't know why. That just amuses me. Um, mm-hmm. But the anyway, I think the flight. character's cool. Um, the reason they ahead. have flight is so Sam Wilson can play Bird of Prey on them. <laughs> I mean, they obviously <laughs> fly. Right, they obviously fly, right. I mean, like, I respect yeah. that AMG's just like, hey, thematically, they fly and, and that's what we're going to do, but in the game, it kind of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I, don't know, I think he's pretty cool. I, I'm open to him being like an actual meta character, mm-hmm. and you know I hate to to do that thing where people say he's good with Steve and good with Kingpin, but like he actually could be probably reasonable with Steve and Kingpin. <laughs> so well, also the know. cool part about uh, yeah, like this guy plays Smash like a boss, right? Like yes, Smash is like two power for four dice or something like that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we did the yeah. same thing with Dormammu, and it still we didn't end up playing Smash, and Dormammu can teleport. So, well, back when we played Dormammu, there was broken tactics cards that filled up <laughs> the list. I guess, but I'm just saying, like, I always want to get excited about Smash, but the reality is, like, it's generally not that good. Like, the, the terrain has to like be exactly where you need it to be for it to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem with Smash is it's a range one requirement. Mm. And that sounds like that's very little space. And this guy's already moving short. And you, he's five threads. So you, you don't want to waste actions going to some piece of terrain. Because, of course, the dream is you're going to smash with two attacks. right? If you're smashing with one attack, actually probably not that good, honestly. Even four dice, but like wasted an action. I don't know. That's like that's basically just a juggernaut boost, you know. So, and you're also paying power for it. And this guy uses his power very effectively to get more power. So, I don't know. I guess Smash could get you more power anyway. But 
It's not like the point is like you could just not play Smash and probably use the power and do reasonably well getting hit damage through and getting your power back and still have another tactics card. Um, I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I could see a world where you bring Smash always in your 10 and that magic moment happens where everything comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually a board only has like two size fours on it. Mm-hmm. And the odds of those two size fours being where this guy's going to be, I, man, come on. I, I, don't, I don't buy that that's going to be consistently where you want it to be. Mm. That's, I mean, you guys disagree? I don't know. I kind of disagree. Uh, it's because he can his his dice pool is going to be really large. You got to think about this for a second. Like he's going to sit park, be at three power, right? Next turn he's going to be at four, right? You spend two. Like let's let's just say you're not doing. Also, this. Let's say I'm doing turn three. Yeah, leadership as well is another thing. So like he can gain power by days and characters, and they gain power equal to the threat level too. So they're going to be passing around power a decent amount, right? So if you're walking up, let's say you start turn two, right? You're next to a size four building or turn three. Let's just go with turn three. This is the play you want to, this is the time you probably want to do it anyways. Probably turn three. That's when you really want to turn it up. Um, you break a size four building. Your builder goes to nine. You spend three power. I mean, that's 13 dice going into somebody. Yeah, for I, five. I, dude, so, I get for, all of like, that, but five. I'm just saying... For one, it's not realistic and you're probably going to do it like... If you go to a like a five game event you mm-hmm. might do it once maybe i'm just yeah. saying that's that's the reality yeah and a lot of people bring smash in randomly because it's like hulk and all and juggernaut malekith mm. it's like everyone talks about smash i've seen it in lists i've tried yeah. it myself and and the reality is that like I, you know it's just tough like if the opponent just displaces you it's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden it's well, offline no, that's a thing sentinel prime just like cannot be displaced he cannot be displaced <laughs> Is very different than Malekith. It's very different. So, like, set that might be, well, go ahead. Well, that might be a fun conversation because I just don't know who can displace this guy since it's probably a short list. It's yeah, like Ferocity, Charge, Thanos, uh, Iron Man, Hulkbuster, and then like the wild triggers on like Hulk and Juggernaut's attacks. Well, Juggernaut can't do it. No, Juggernaut's size. builder pushes size infinite. Does it? I thought it was size four. Yeah, it it's size no, it's it's infinite. Oh well, I'm yeah, four those damage, are like too. the only things, and like teleports, like journey through limbo or cosmic portal. But like, there's no bowing. There's no like care. Like, yeah, web superpower stuff. throws. Like none of that works. No web lines. Right. The other thing is too. You need to consider the other thing too. Is if he has all that power, right? Let's say he has a really big turn there. He has all this power. His displacement is not once per turn it's once per turn per character so he no, has that no, size no. Four. it is once per turn is it yeah ah, well then he's no. got like the worst web line okay that sucks but he also has like the best power economy of all the characters that have web line right oh sure Great fair yeah. <laughs> but yeah, i don't know it's is that even exciting if you can only use it once i mean i guess you can consistently use it it's cool yeah um the last thing I, I, the, I, I'm i going to give it to you guys, but I just say I don't understand why the leadership doesn't give you a power for Chaos. I don't either. I think that was a huge miss, in my opinion. When I when I did the review on the character and I had to look at it again, I was like, why doesn't this work on KO? It's just, it's it's weird. That is I, really weird. It's very strange. Um, is there an idea that, uh, oh, you know, Sentinels disable people? Not, not, I mean, come on. If that's what they're, 
what their mindset was um, was wrong because um, they need to think about how the game works. And the game is you daze and KO characters and you want to get benefits from it. So if you daze characters, it, let's just put it like this. Let's say if you're playing sense, a Sentinel-led team and um, there's an extract out there that they don't play well on because they don't, at least to me in my head, I don't think they play a strong scoring game. You know what I'm saying? When I look at the characters because how slow they move and um, you know they're really dice dependent, I don't think they're a strong scoring team. So if you're down on points and your leadership is basically ineffective because now you have to start KOing models to get whatever, to get whatever Jane Cohen, like how does that, like you basically don't have a leadership that, you know, for the rest of that game. Like it's just kind of pointless. Yeah. Even on a fluff level, like just off the top of my head, the original like Days of Future Past run, Mm -hmm. Sentinels are literally killing people. They're just, they're literally killing the mutants and there's like, they're in the ground, like they're dead and buried. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's clear. It's day that they were doing yeah. that. So I don't understand what the mindset was with, if they're KOing care. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to think how they think. Right. And, um, if that's what they were, whatever, I, I don't know. I think it's a miss. Um, but yeah, that, that, well, the leadership works no matter how the enemy was dazed, which is interesting. That is mm. true. And also, uh, yeah, isn't Sentinel Prime is probably the cheapest leader that has like a power giving leadership, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Corvus. Corvus. Yeah, but Corvus only gives power to Black Order characters. Correct. Sentinel Prime can give power to Splash characters. Yes. Uh, Red Skull. Cabal. Uh, oh, you're right, Red Skull. Red yeah. Skull, Cabal. Yeah. I guess both Red Skulls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the Red Skulls. Well, Bangita Brotherhood. All right, right. Well, my theory is thrown out the window. Why doesn't this character give power when characters KO'd? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, man? Ask I mean, AMG in the stream. Yeah, just ask them. I I really don't know. I think it's a miss. And uh, have you guys that. looked at the injured art? Yeah, it's hilarious. I can't help. I stare at it, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's the most injured looking injured art I've ever seen. Like I actually. <laughs> yeah. It really I is. I actually dude. feel bad for the Sentinel. I really do. Art. Yeah. Like I, I'm not even joking. I like literally <laughs> look at him and it's like it's like an injured puppy, and I just want to like fix his paw and like give him a yeah. pat. Like this, this Sentinel is getting abused. Yeah, he is. You, <laughs> it, I just noticed something about the injured Sentinel. By the way, okay. look at his left leg or his right leg. Yeah, that's an ice pillar. It is. I just realized. That. I just man connection. I mean, I, I, there's only one person that does ice stuff, right? No, uh, that, yeah, I think of Storm. There's Storm. Actually. Storm, too, but I... No, and, yeah, I think of yeah, Storm. I, you know, Ice I Man, but yeah, Storm. Yeah, because she does Blizzard stuff. She does. Yeah, she does. That's true. I just I just caught that yeah. just now. Huh. But yeah, like, he's just like a helpless robot. You just want to fix him. Like, he just want to get your wrench out. And like, like I feel like he's getting bullied. Robot. He's just getting bullied, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. It is a funny art picture. Um. Yeah, the what, AMG does a great job with the character art on the. Cards, they really do. for sure. They really do. Uh, I, I gotta say the one thing that's a blessing in disguise is they don't have they don't have a meme builder. Like he, he doesn't have one like how the other Sentinels do when they like roll crits they just destroy themselves. Thank God Prime doesn't, because if he did, I man, I'd be I'd be really upset honestly to have a leader just go down because I rolled crits. Uh, yeah, I agree. Crazy. I I gotta tell you, I actually would like. My meter was moving. I was like, oh, Sentinels are cool. And then I, like, a day or so later, I looked at their injured side because I just assumed that their injured side was mostly the same. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know that they have, like, 
the overloaded power core and the other one has like some other power core thing going on. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't notice until like a day or two later that their builder was like destroyed and even lost a dice, I think. Or do they have the same dice? I don't remember. You're talking about the Mark IVs, right? Yeah, no, they have the same dice, but it's no longer a builder and it has some weird... uh, Oh, it it goes down to range two. That's what happens. No, he takes a damage for every crit he rolls. Yeah, no, that does happen. But even on the injured side, it loses a range. Yeah, it does. For the Mark IVs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why? It's range two, four dice, and crits (laughs) still for the Sentinel. (laughs) I, like, I... I thought I was like dreaming. I'm like, what? Yeah, I had to look at that a couple times myself, and I'm like, okay. So here's the thing: like, I had two reactions to it. One, I laughed, right, because the thought process goes in my head of uh, Sentinels in the X Men the animated series. You know how goofy they would fall, like, oh, you know, I'm a I'm a dying robot, like oh, I'm gonna kill over, like. But once that laughter ended, you know, I had <laughs> I had sadness because I'm like, this is not gonna work, and if they get to the injured side, they're just going to destroy themselves. Like, and it's range two. Like, how does that work? Like, it just doesn't, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just glad that prime doesn't have that. Cause if prime had that, I would not yeah, play bummed. this character. I, I seriously wouldn't. If, if his builder was that way, I wouldn't even consider him. I granted, I know he has the rerolls and that's his like really cool thing that he does. And it's awesome by the way, not knocking it. It's just, if he, if he had that, I'm like, okay, what's the point? Like he's just gonna kill himself when, the minute I do an attack. <laughs> yeah, I'm really like, unsure. Like, what yeah. is the point of using the quote-unquote builder in the injured side for the Mark Force? Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I just don't, I don't get know. it, man. Like, why? I, don't get it either. I, really don't. I mean, what other choice do you have? You just do a spender and move. Well, yeah. I mean, the spenders are not that expensive. Like, eight dice for three is pretty good. And yeah. this thing has, they have a, like a mountain of health for the most parts. And they have the freaking power matrix thing and the leadership. So like if this thing flips, it's probably on this full power. You could just right. spender. Spender's at least range three. Right. I mean, the bottom line is like this game has always revolved around how much power you can make. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, dude. But like. No, I know. I'm, I I'm agreeing with you. It, it's just. To, to to make it so the character basically cannot gain power and kills itself on its injured side is like a bold play. It's a really bold yeah. play, yeah. I mean, you... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like, just glad Prime's not like that, you know? I just... I just It's just... It's kind of random, but I just think of Deadpool and how he doesn't gain power from his pistols, and it kind of drives <laughs> yeah, me crazy. It drives me Because it's too. like, yeah. he's got that cool taunt ability and then just never can afford it. Yeah. Yeah, because he just I, dies. He has no health pool. Well, to it's gain not even power. the dying. He has it's, no builder. Yeah. He has no way to gain power yeah. other than some silly little five dice swing, which has no piercer. I don't even think it bleeds or anything. No, it doesn't do anything. It's just five yeah. dice. And it's freaking Deadpool. Like, <laughs> he got two swords. Yeah. Yeah, why anyway. doesn't Deadpool have a bleed trigger on his swords? That's weird. Uh, yeah, why does it have nothing? <laughs> yeah, have nothing I mean, really his, exactly. It's literally yeah. called Stab. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't generate any blood or nothing. Honestly, no. Sta- it's, apparently, stabbing is not blood inducing. Right. Anyway, this isn't about Deadpool or the Sentinel. Right. <laughs> That's That's what Deadpool's Deadpool's builder is just like worse than lizards. I mean, I guess Deadpool is a reroll. That's probably why they did that. But I don't know. Yeah, this isn't about Deadpool, but whatever. 
Well, yeah. I'm giving perspective a yeah, little no, bit. Yeah, I know. It's right. frustrating. Both characters are frustrating. It's just frustrating <laughs> to see that, right? Like, it's it's insane. But this, but the frustration we have with Deadpool and the regular Sentinel is why we're not frustrated with the Prime. So right. Correct. That is the that is the correct reason we're bringing it up. <laughs> right. We love Prime. Honestly, I'm a fan of Prime. Um, I have ideas for him. Um, you know, he's another option at Five Threat. Now, whether you choose him over other characters, that's up to you, right? You got to figure out your game plan and you got to um, figure out what you want to do, right? And make a choice and live with it. Um, but I do have some ideas with him. That's going to be. You know, in the coming weeks, when I get my hands on this character, finally at some point, and um, you know, we'll see what so, happens. Um, let's not because t- we don't even know all the tactics cards. But why don't you discuss where where this guy can go unaffiliated? I think that could be fun. Honestly, for me, right now, unaffiliated, off the top of my head, I'd love him in Hydra. And this is shout outs to Jacob. He he pointed this out to me. So what I love about him is that he's on a huge base, and we all know characters with huge bases on like a D or like an E down the middle, they're already within one, right? Hmm. So Sentinel will automatically turn one, gain a power, contesting an objective on a D, at, at, on your home D. So from yeah, there, he's already the at Red two. Skull's leadership. From the Red Skull's leadership, yes. And so get from, incinerated on demons, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. He'll get incinerated, but whatever. <laughs> That's life, right? <laughs> like... We got to pick her back. Like, it is what it is. Right? I mean, on a positive, kind of a positive, if you play on Cosmic, the map, D-map, mm-hmm. uh, was it Cosmic Invasion? Is it, I, don't, I don't even remember the name of that. It thing. is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one. That, that one could also give you two more power. Two more so, power. Yeah. More power in a turn. Then you deploy a guy behind him so he doesn't get pushed back. Yeah, that's the right. trick. Yeah. Correct. Yep. So you just, that's all you do. And um, well, either way, like, the whole point is, is like, I, I want to find ways to get him power. So I think they're... Uh, he, he's going to make some sense, and then you just abuse his uh, his rerolls because as long as you're contesting an objective, you really don't have to depend on him doing attacks. Like that's, the, I think the mindset with this character is going to be like, how can I best use his rerolls and not have to depend on his builder to get me this power, right? Um, so I like him there. Um, another team that I've been thinking about is, um, well, of course, Magneto Brotherhood. We all know. Listen, I love playing Marvel, so. Uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever I could put Magneto, I don't. This is overboard. This is probably not practical. But anytime I could put Magneto and Sentinel together, it's always a good time with me. <laughs> so if I can stack rerolls on rerolls upon rerolls, I'm a happy I mean, boy. You can lure the thing that um, Magneto is controlling it with his magnetism powers. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I could play this whole in thing movies. in my head. Yeah, absolutely. And then I could be like throwing terrain and giving him extra power and. Whatever, I get extra rerolls with other characters, and life is good. Um, that's an honorable mention. Um, obviously, we can. I mean, you mentioned it. CS. I mean, yeah, CS he, can do it. I mean, CS. Can, I mean, he just parks on a secure. I mean, I, when I see this character, I think of him just parking on points and just bullying people, kind of not bullying people, but just like just harass because you can't move them, right? You can. You have to put characters. <laughs> That are, you know, Malekith, right? And like Juggernaut. And you have to put the big boys on him, right? To move him. The little pe- the little guys aren't going to be able to do it. So you just put them on a point where the little guys are at. And it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, the art's kind of fitting because it's literally him just standing still. Yeah. It's like, I'm here <laughs> and I'm not going up. anywhere. Yeah. Like, he just sits, parks. That's how I think of it. It's like, I'm going to move. I'm going to park. I'm going to gain power. And then I'm going to send this point. And good luck. 
<laughs> yeah. so, what about Midnight Suns? I mean, large base gets oh, the yeah. jump, but the bump is pretty significant on this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt the same way about Black Dwarf too, with Midnight Suns. Yeah. Well, I mean, um... except he's got a range three attack where Dwarf doesn't. Right. So he, correct. That bump is extra special for when you have a range three attack. Correct. Um, not just that he gains power on his own. He just parks and he just gains power. It's like. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just does it again. So, yeah. like, yeah, I think that would be a good one. Um, I don't even know the math, but I feel like if you bump and move once with him, that's probably in range of middle line. I feel like it should be. I think it is. The cool part about Sentinel Prime and Midnight Suns is everything you said, but he also just give the rerolls is huge for them, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because yeah, they're an attrition team without consistency, right? Yeah, Blade right. Ghost Rider Voodoo, like, get a lot of gas out of mm-hmm. rerolls. I dig that. I dig it. Same here. Mm, even strange, even, I guess. Yeah, I was just gonna say strange. You do like reroll all, right? Maybe you just yeah. get like a really like. Let's say you roll like I've done this myself. You roll like one crit, all blinks and skulls. <laughs> you just yeah. you're like, thanks for the extra die. Reroll it again, and then Prime's like, okay, let's fix this even better. Correct. You know? yeah. yeah. Correct. Also, strange heals. He does. Yes, he does. Oh, which this guy would probably enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, nothing more. Than, he's a ten health punching bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, last thing, uh, Chewy, are you gonna do it? Are you gonna paint him like he's from uh, Marvel? Yeah, that's in the works, everybody. That is in the works. He will be a Mango Sentinel. Okay. That Prime's gonna be Mango, and then the other colors are gonna be other colors from Marvel that I like. So, like the Prime is for sure Mango, right? So here's my whole idea. Here's my whole plan. So, my buddy. I'm going to try to get Sentinel. There's, you know, I got some connections, right? I'm not going to, you know, on the down low. I'm probably going to have Sentinel a few days ahead of time, right? You know, you got your people. You know, you got your, I'm not going to say who, right? So I'm probably going to have them a few days ahead of time. And, um, you know, my buddy's already agreed to paint some stuff for me. And I was like, listen, I need you to paint the Sentinels, bro. And he's like, he's like, for sure, he's down. He's like, all right, cool. So the thing is, though, when I get them, second win is two or three days later. So, I'm going to try to get it to him as fast as possible that that day, that Wednesday or whatever, and have him paint the Mangle Sentinel. And the goal is to bring him with me to Second Wind. And I'm going to tweet it out and then tag IFC Yipes. Shout out to Yipes. <laughs> and I'm going to let him know that I'm playing Mangle Sentinel at Second Wind, right? And Mar- playing Marvel Crisis Pro. He's probably not going to know what the hell I'm talking about, right? But it's going to be fun. And I'm going to do that. Um, so um, that's that's gonna be exciting. So here's hoping, man. Um, I can get it done in time, though. That's gonna be the key: is getting this done in time. Um, you know, things happen. Life happens, right? Maybe, maybe the yeah, person it's that I—it's tough, right? Like I'm, I'm hoping that this will work out this way. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm most excited about that. And I'm gonna say, uh, you know, a few words that second win after I win a game. And uh, Mike knows what I'm talking about, but I'm not gonna mention it here. Mm, <laughs> yes, you already talked about that. <laughs> It will be yelled out. That's all I'll say. It has to. It will be. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. So we we need to have like a little like Discord of like show your sentinel. Oh, for sure. Dude, no no no. Coffee time made the painting Discord. Oh boy. I can't so join there'll be a Discord. channel for Sentinel Prime that everyone I can't join in. another Discord, Mike. Don't make me do it. Dude, <laughs> I have too many. I can't do it. There's already too many. We've already reached the Discord mm. singularity. Yeah, I, I'm I'm D I'm Discord obese right now. <laughs> 
it's too much. Um, yeah, but no, nah, like Sentinels have like the custom arm moving stuff, and I'll be honest with you, right now I'm not planning on playing the Sentinels, which is probably blasphemy as an X Men fan. Yeah. But um, I got a lot of other X Men I'm going to be buying in the next few months in mm-hmm. a different game. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll come around and get this guy. You guys talking about him kind of gets me excited. Um, but one thing that definitely would get me excited is seeing people show off their Sentinels. So oh man, we, we need to do something. Get get a little like little thing going where we get people put their sentinels out for us oh for sure and there's gonna be mods that are gonna be done right i mean mike has given me some cool ideas right and that'll be done later at a later date <laughs> but it's gonna happen i have to do that um but yeah man i'm excited for the sentinel release think sentinel prime's awesome um i love him as a five threat um we'll see what happens dude i want to yeah i want to green stuff like a restraint cable that's like coming out of his hand, and yes. I'm just gonna have Jean tied up in it, and she's just dying. <laughs> I mean, you're not using your Jean mini for anything yeah, else. She's right? useless otherwise. <laughs> she's so. useless. Yeah. Oh, I love it, dude. And that, then you can have Cyclops the on the base with like these like torsos cut off, and he's screaming Jean. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love this idea. Put, I love this. Put idea. Cyclops under the boot. Yep, yeah. dude. When you put Gene and Cyclops against Sentinel Prime, Sentinel Prime wins. Yes, apparently in this game he does. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh man, there's some art I'm visualizing right now from Marvel Champions. <laughs> <laughs> it tells a different story. Yeah, it does. It really does. Oh my um, god. All right, I guess we can. Uh, all right, so I think we're done with Sentinel Prime there. Let me kick off a topic that I wanted to talk about today. Um, and we we had not spend that much time on it. Who knows? Maybe we will. Um, but basically what I want to talk about is how to stay motivated, um, you know, playing, um, you know, just in general, right. Um, you're a competitor, right. I mean, there's going to be days where you're not going to want to feel like playing you're, you're down, you know, about whatever, right. It could be about the meta. It could be about models or it could be about anything, right. Life, whatever. Um, and what I wanted to ask, you know, both of you guys is just like, how do you guys do it? You know, stay motivated and um keep going to these tournaments and um just keep it just trying to keep i guess a positive attitude or just yeah just how to just how, how do you keep that engine moving for you you know what i mean to, to keep you playing I, I mike you gotta do this one first <laughs> uh sure well i guess i identified like the kind of person that i am mm. and there are some people who like people will do this for themselves, right? There are people who want to be like the way that like maybe, maybe everyone in the meta is like, or in the communities, like play Malakit, play Sam, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe that's not your jam. And then, so they just decide to just go play what they want to play. And that's fine. Um, unfortunately, my brain just like doesn't operate that way. Um, I've been, I've been demonized for it a little bit, but I just shrug it off. And I just, like, can't have fun if, like, what I'm playing is not competitive mm. or even, even like, and I, I get maybe competitive is not the right word, but, like, I just feel like I have agency. Okay. Like, I could just, if I was to put down just, like, a like a troll squad on the table in MCP, like, let's just say I put down, like, Ultron, Sin, Viper, and, like, I don't know two useless characters like Cyclops and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I like, I just am not going to have fun that game personally, you know, like Daredevil and Cyclops are like two of my favorite characters and just putting them on the table doesn't 
do it for me, especially when they don't function like I want them to. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are some people who are like, no, they look like their characters. Like this is, they're fine. That is enough for for them. It's not for me. Like I want my characters to be cool and like be awesome. Mm -hmm. So I have, I have to stick to things that are strong usually. And Mm -hmm. I try to just play against people or be in communities where I'm able to be myself. Whereas if I have to be like, I have to like play down or something like that, or I just, it doesn't work out for me and I'd rather just not participate and to like go more on how do how do I stay motivated? I guess I just, I like the pursuit of like perfection, I guess mm-hmm. you could say mm-hmm. like right now, list building is like kind of dead for me and there isn't really a whole lot to build in my opinion right now, especially nothing that interests me a whole lot. It's more about just perfecting play and like optimizing matchups, um, which can be fun. It is a little exhausting and grading nowadays, but uh, I have hope that AMG will uh, do something at least. November is always like their shakeup month. So there's that hope, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Previous two Novembers yeah. have definitely flipped the game on its head. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but I feel similar to you in that I think you and I are kind of like min maxers, or so you might use the word tuners, like people who take an existing thing and try to optimize it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to, like, I, it goes back to the idea that the game is a puzzle to be solved. That's how I look at it. And that's, like, easily my favorite part of the game. Uh, is I I really mean this sometimes as that I, people might think I'm crazy, but I actually think that I enjoy making lists more than actually playing the game. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. Like if it's the characters I like, you know, like I'll just say X-Men, obviously um, it gets my blood flowing, you know, like, like the idea that Hydra Red Skulk's coming out and I can play around with him in X-Men has me more excited than playing him in Hydra. A part of that too is I actually think, and I could be wrong, just as my opinion, but I think he would be more competitive in X Men than he would in his own affiliation. And I'm, and I'm not going to get into that because, like, that's not what we're talking about. But right. that puzzle to me is now what's the best possible X Men roster if Red Skulls kind of becomes like a focal point, or like because he's a five threat, so I should be able to play him very frequently. And I mean, really, you could probably jam him from 14 to 20 it, without like stressing the list too much. And he comes with the grunt. So like that's that's potentially like almost two in one characters. Mm-hmm. So I but for the thing about for me is I agree with Mike in that, and that. And do you agree, Mike, that we're kind of like on that tuner mid max sort of spectrum of like puzzle solving? Yeah, I've been this way with every game system I've played in my life and even like other hobbies that aren't gaming related, I'm that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. So if we don't have a puzzle, we get bored. Right. You yeah. know, and we did, I think I really enjoyed the pillars of the game episode that we did. Mm-hmm. It was very fun to share pe- with people and kind of just express the feelings we've had and discoveries. Cause right. They're kind of discoveries, right? It's not like the game has some kind of user manual that explains like, these are the good characters, and these are like, uh, you know, like Dominant it doesn't strategies. explain like, yeah, the the puzzles of the game, right? Like part of the fun of the, that, even just discovering pillars of the game, 
is fun for me, you know, mm-hmm. and like, ta- you know, playing games and then talking it through with the person and saying, you know, what was the most effective thing here? What was like the turning point? What, what like won that game for me or lost me that game, you yeah. know, and unraveling the mysteries that is Marvel Crisis Protocol. That's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once you feel like you solve that puzzle, you're kind of like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know, next? right, right. Yeah, what's and what's next? Mm-hmm. if and I think it hold it holds true. My point about like me enjoying making the list more than uh, playing the list is that if I don't feel like I have that like next puzzle, that I you know okay, you why is it I'm not just playing now, right? Just mm-hmm. for the sake of playing, it's because I'm losing that little piece of me that like enjoys the mysteries and stuff, you know, and, and solving things. Um, mm-hmm. So of course, new releases helps for for people like me, and then and then I can try to make that new list and that new thing and go from there. You mm-hmm. know, so clearly that's what makes me happy. And so, in a moment like this, in time where Red Skull is not out, um, and even the Sentinels are not out, um, it's kind of like, well, what do I do now? And honestly, for me right now, it's kind of like take a break. Um, and it's just good for my family too, because oh, my wife yeah. likes it when I'm around <laughs> and and more around, you know. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's good to just take take a step back for a bit as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I think that's okay to just do something like that in in all your hobbies is to, you know, acknowledge like, okay, I don't need to be like grinding anything right now. I could go do something else for a while and yeah. just kind of wait for the cool stuff to come out. Yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely am that way with a lot of things in my life and not even just this game. Like I've been on like almost a year break from rock climbing. I used to rock climb like five, four or five times a week. Uh, I just wasn't feeling inspired. I got burnt out. Like I'm very, I'm just a very like susceptible to burnout type of person. Yeah. Like I even got burnt out at my work and I just didn't work for a year. Yeah. I was like, in a financial position to be able to do that, which is nice, but it was like I'm working again now and I really like my job, but I did take a lot of time off and I just went back when I wanted to. Yeah. And I just like get really invested in things. And then I kind of, I I feel like I just like get very disposable with things, I guess. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I hit a wall. I mean, I I think the thing is too, is when you're competing and you're a competitor, and your entire mindset is on that one thing. And, you know, either you're being successful or not successful. Like, you just feel like it's, it, at least for me, like when I was playing fighting games back in the day and I was going to tournaments and, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was doing okay. You know, I would have a bad day at a tournament or if I'm playing online and I'm losing to somebody I shouldn't. Because, um, you know, the game's constantly evolving and you feel like you're behind, right? And you're like, okay, cool. Then you have you know, do it all over again. You just you just get this burnout, man. And you're just like, you know, you're not enjoying what you're doing anymore. Right. And that's what I've learned from that is, is just not do something too much, like know when to take a break and know when to walk away and re and figure out how, like, I guess how to get motivated again to play the game again. Right. That's always been the trick with me. And it was hard for me to learn that um, because dude, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like 2017 was probably my worst year playing fighting games period and it was uh you know i had an attitude you know i was you know constantly angry like just yelling and all this stuff that kind of stuff and and it was mostly from you know hey look i've 
I don't feel like I'm improving or getting better or keeping up with everybody else. The other thing was, was just like, you know, how much time I'm spending here doing this and, you know, is it, is this really beneficial for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just hit that wall, man. And, you know, I took a break from fighting games for like maybe a year and a half, right? Year, half, year and whatever. Um, then I found jujitsu. I, I, once I did that, I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? It's like, okay, cool. I found jujitsu. And the one thing about learn, I learned about jujitsu is that you get humbled really fast, right? You like, you're going to go in there, you're fresh and you think you're hot stuff. And then somebody just, you know, beats you in like five seconds. And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> right? Like what just happened? And you're like, whoa, yeah. like, can you show me what happened? Okay, cool. Then I found out like, I think what my problem was in fighting games was, was that I wasn't sitting around and asking someone what was happening and why I'm losing. And when I got to jujitsu and that happened, it was this, this, this discovery process where I'm like, Oh wow. Like, hold on, man, teach me that. Okay, cool. Let's go through this. Okay. Let's roll again. You know, I'll lose. I'm like, okay, what'd you do this time? It was just like this discovery, you know what I'm saying? And like just figuring it out and going through the motions and like just improving. And that's when it hit me. I was like, dude, that's my problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to improve. I'm just, I feel like I should just stay stagnant and just things will just happen. No, you just got to keep working at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just keep playing. And, um, you know, I've applied that to Marvel. We're like, um, you know, I've learned, I know when to take a break now and I know when to sit back. And just look at, okay, cool, what can I do? And now, right now, I'm just literally just list building. Like, literally just list building. And it's like, okay, cool, let me do this. Let me try this. Let me try this out, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Let me figure this out. Um, instead of playing, right? Because, I mean, I'm going to, when I was, you know, playing right now with it, how the meta is and everything, it's just like, ah, it's frustrating, whatever. So now it's like, okay, I'm just sitting back, like, okay, what can I figure out? And honestly, at second win, I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? It's 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 keeping me in the game basically with this attitude that I have, you know. Um well, can I ask why at second when you're not just gonna play like Malekith or Sam or something? Like Well, I didn't like, say I was gonna play Malekith. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Well, I, Cabal, maybe maybe Cabal there, though. There's there's something in there. Um it's just I'm the uh, the Avengers thing just doesn't pull me in. That's all. I know how strong it is. Um I know I could probably do well with it. It just it just doesn't pull me in. It just I don't know. Do, do you believe, though, if you played Cabal or Sam or Avengers, mm-hmm. let's just say, um, you'd have a better chance of winning? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, I mean, like, I mean, I could, not... I could, I mean, I could, I completely play it and lose and not do well with it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I think if I played them, yeah, I'd have a higher chance. Yeah, sure, sure. Um. So, like, I guess. I, I'm, I'm not trying to like trick you here. I'm literally no, just no, no, asking out of yeah. curiosity. But yeah. how would you articulate what is making you have fun at this future event with what you created versus like just taking the like the net list? I guess I guess it's the unknown, right? So what's exciting for me is like I'm taking something that I'm I've never played before. Granted, it's gonna have meta stuff. Like, don't get it. <laughs> it's gonna have stuff. Yeah, like it, it, it's the excitement of taking the unknown and seeing what I could do with it, and just roll with it, and the and the learning process that I'm going to get from it. Right? Let's. Hmm. I mean, at this like right now, like I'm not even thinking about how successful I'm going to be at the event or unsuccessful. I'm thinking about 
okay, how can I, how well, like I'm testing myself as a player too, right? I'm trying to see how good I am, how good I actually am. So it's like, if I can go there and do well with this list that I've put, you know, a little bit of time in, right? I understand how to play the game. I, I've gone through a couple plays with them already. I know Mike's already seen some stuff, right? And we talked about it, you know, yesterday. But like, I already have an idea how to play this team. So now it's going to be like, okay, cool. Let's find out how good I am taking in this roster um, going into the unknown. And after this event, like the whole point of this event is to, I guess, find a way to optimize it better. And that's that kind of excites me. Right. It's like, okay, cool. Take it. See how well you do. And how can you expand on that and make it better? Right. Rather yeah. than rather than go in and be like, okay, I played Sam today and I got third. Not to say I will get third. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I'm just saying, like, I, I take it and I get third. It's like, well, I just kind of expect, you know what they're going to say? Oh, you, t- you played Sam. Granted, I don't care what people think, but they're going to be like, oh, you just played Sam. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, it, that this doesn't, you know what I mean? This doesn't excite me. I don't know. Well, like, are you, do you see yourself as the kind of person that actively avoids meta stuff or? Nah, I run too. Like, like I, I, I always do you have. you like to make your own list and not, like, not to say you won't take advice, but like, it's more yeah. fun for you to create it yourself or. Or is there like a, th- you know, I don't know. Maybe, it's maybe more Mike, fun you can for help me, to, me at this. But. No, it, it, no, no, it's both, right? So like, for example, like prime example, beginning of this year, I'm making a spider foes list, right? And I did a live stream. And Mike, you were in that live stream, right? If I remember correctly, when I was uh, making that list, we were talking so, about yes. Thanos. Yeah. So then Mike was in there and I'm like, okay, I'm toying around with this list. And uh, it was a weird Dormammu spider foes list. I was trying to get Dormammu to work at that point in time. And it was just like, I don't think this works. And I'm running my head against the wall. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, Mike's giving me his advice. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I took in that advice and I applied it to my roster. And and my spider foes roster just changed every week because of that. So then Mm -hmm. once I finally found all the pieces of the puzzles that I needed for my roster, taking in all that information, I was able to optimize it my way. And get it to work for me, right? Get it to work for me and apply it, right? And it just happened to work. And I had a really good day on Friday. I had a really good day that Sunday. And it's just, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that yeah, answers just, your question, right? Well, I'm just kind of, I kind of feel like no. But yeah. like, let's use Spider-Foes as an example. Like, yeah. what was it that got you to even start with Spider-Foes at all? Was it, did you just think... I think Spider-Foes could be one of the best affiliations, but no one's exploring it. Mm-hmm. Or was it like, I think Green Goblin's cool in the comics? Like, what's like that thing that like gets you there? And then I, I get that, like, because I think you're similar to us in that once you fall in love with something, maybe you're like going to grind it out and just mm-hmm. make it better. But mm-hmm. I get that part because I can relate to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just trying to unravel like what it is that's like actually the fun for you in the list you pick and why did you pick it? You the know? fun for it, I guess, is just like... Because Green Goblin was new at the time. It was just mostly like, I guess, trying to show people that they were decent at that point that's, in time. That's fair. Right. You know what and, I mean? And we, I think we all have a little bit of this new shiny syndrome in us, too. Yes. Right? Something's new and you want to be like, play with the new thing. You know, it's a new toy. You right. Know? Correct. That's so all it I was. Could, yeah. yeah. That's all it was. And of, of course, I like the Green Goblin. I love that model. Like, it, yeah, it, it's, it's so sick. Nice. It's so cool. And uh, it was. 
you know, it was, it was time to pull him out and just play him and just see what he could do against the field in the tournament, you know, and um, that enough. was it, really. Yeah. Um, um, I have a question for all of us. Yeah. That I just thought of while listening to Chewy was like, why do we play competitive? Like, if it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I think you could get pretty deep with that. Like, what exactly is the reason we even do it? I mean, all three of us have traveled to places. Yeah. And most people don't travel to places. I remember being younger and I had a very oppressive job that made me work <laughs> long hours Yeah, and even made me work weekends and it paid really well. So even though I hated it, I, I literally hated the job, but I made so much money that I was like, I have to keep doing this, you know? And, uh, but my, I, I always envied so much watch like at the time I loved magic, the gathering. So I'd watch yeah. like the pro tour or whatever. I think it was called the pro tour. But um, I was always so jealous watching people in like Japan and all these crazy countries just playing tournaments. And I couldn't do it because I just literally my job, it just wasn't possible, you know. Right. Um, so now I've done that in the last few years. I've gone to events mm -hmm. and I've had some success. And it's, it's like kind of a dream come true. And it's unfortunate that it's happening in my, you know, from my upper 30s on. <laughs> Um, when it wasn't like when I was 20 something, mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, who, who wants to start, but I'm curious can, if anyone has any thoughts. I can start. Um, honestly, like I've always wanted to compete in video games ever since I was like 12, 13. Um, there was always okay. like wind or there was always like this rumor of like, you'd always hear like, Oh my God, there's this tournament on Saturday. at so-and-so blah, blah, be there. You know, about super smash brothers or street fighter or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. And, you know, me, I couldn't, you know, find a way to get there or just know where this place is. Like, there was always, like, rumors and it always excitement. Like, oh, it's a tournament? Like, let's – because me, like, I've I've always played these games, you know, in my home against friends. And, you know, I would always think, hey, I'm pretty good, right? Like, but how do I know I'm really good? Like, how do you really know? You know, you, the only way to prove that is to go to places and to go to these tournaments and, pl and play out of your comfort zone. And to test yourself and your abilities and see what you're about. You know, are you really this good? And if you are really this good, like, where do you want to take it? Um, Dude, and that's a rush thing. too, right? Yeah, it's a it's rush, like, man. It, it's it, almost yeah. like an adrenaline hit. Yeah, it's, um, like, it's like a drug, man. It's an adrenaline. It, it's crazy because that's, yeah, it feels like that all the time, man. And and always, I still get the nerves to this day when I go up to tournament and play. It's exciting nerves, though. You know what I mean? Like your body starts oh, yeah. to take a little bit, right? And you're like, okay, here we go. We're ready to go. And uh, and do your thing, but for me, it was always just just to prove myself, honestly, just against competition. You know what I mean? And uh, that's what excites me the most. It's like, okay, I can go to this tournament and I can beat this name, this name, that name, and prove that I'm you know a decent player or a really good player. Um, but then, would you but say then, it builds your confidence too? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It builds my confidence. I remember. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 hard for me, right? Because yeah, I'm I'm you know. I'm in my 40s, okay? Mm -hmm. And I played video games competitively when, when I was like 18. Mm. Maybe even 17, but definitely... Actually, somewhere in the 18, 19 range. So that was a long time ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I have like an evolution of this stuff. Like I remember the first time I used to play first-person shooters competitively and like mm -hmm. tournaments and stuff. And I used to get so nervous. Oh, um, man. I mean, I, I, I remember... You know what I'm... I mean, the Absolutely. cobwebs before is the worst... But um, even like it wasn't like that often, but if it was like the championship game or something or like a really big deal mm -hmm. and like 
back then they used to do like shoutcasts. There was no like video. It was just like an audio person and people would listen to like the MP3 or something. Right. Or they'd stream like the audio. Um, I remember I'd get like a little bit of like the shakes. And when you're playing a first person shooter, that is not good for you. No. So you had to like learn to calm yourself down. And I luckily because of those days, I got good at it and a lot more like confident and calmer and like used to the feelings, you know, but you still always I think until the day I die, I'll still always have that like pregame jitters, which I bet you most people feel when they go to like an event or something. Right. Um, right. And I don't think that'll ever go away, but like, I I'm happy that I think I've evolved to the point where I've gotten past like the, in the moment thing for you have jitters until the game starts. And for me, it's, that's the end of it. And now I'm like, I'm ready to rock, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, do you guys awesome. feel the same way with that? Is that an experience for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, um, honestly, like the jitters, like I don't get them as much anymore. Uh, the only time I get them now is if it's like top eight, top 16, something like that. Right. Like I made it to the top cut. Okay. Now the nerves kick in. Cause it's like, okay, now this is like, you know, I'm climbing now. Right. I'm trying to reach the championship game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, and that's easy. That's hard to do, man. Only one person can win a tournament. There's only one champion. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the odds aren't in your favor, believe it or not. Like you might think you're the best player here. That's fine. But only one guy could win, and if someone is having a better day than you, then that's it. Um, it is what it is. Um, but no, nah, I mean the I used to get jitters like in pool play, and um, what I mean by pool play is when you know, when I when I was playing uh, fighting games, uh, we play in pools, and there's winners and losers bracket, and um, I would get jitters there when I first started. I'm like, oh my god, I'm nervous, and it would cause me to play terribly, and then I'd be upset, and I'm like, okay, what can I do to get better? But now it's like, okay, this is round one. All right, I'm fine. Let's go. <laughs> but no, that, that yeah. Well, I mean, for me, for me I always lose my freaking round ones. <laughs> <laughs> is there jitters there, though? I'd love to hear, like, do you, I mean, dude, I'm just curious no, if you're having the same experience. Like, literally, all of my round ones lately have just, like, the, the RNG is, like, so catastrophic. Like, mm-hmm. every time without fail. Like, I just had a round one the other week. I missed six 50-50s on sword base. <sighs> I mean, that's like, not you, though. That's the game. That's what I'm saying. Or, like, another, the, the first round at NashCon, my opponent got the alien core on Hulkbuster at the bottom of the round, of round one. Like, and then <laughs> Black Cat died to a five-dice attack from full health. Like, she got four-fended by Heimdall. He rolled six hits on five dice with obviously no rerolls because it's Black Cat and I died. Mm-hmm. I rolled like one block or something. Ugh. So Gross. it's like I, I lost another round one somewhere else too that I'm not remembering. But oh yeah, I mean I lost uh, the second chance league in round one because uh, Wanda one shot Juggernaut twice. <laughs> um, like I was winning the game like pretty handily, yeah, yeah. and then Wanda rolled like ten hits on a spender, and Juggernaut <laughs> died. So like, <laughs> it's, I don't know what it is. Like my yeah. round ones are just a disaster. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm playing bad. So maybe the, things will come around at some point, but yeah. But do you get nervous before an event? Like, is Not that a really. thing for you? A lot of the time yeah. I feel like I play just fine. Uh, I mean, 
Well, I'm I not saying you don't play fine, but like most people get jitters before a game, like not not during the game, but like before, maybe an hour before, you know. Yeah, so jitters for me come when I don't feel confident, mm. and I'm pretty confident in my play, and I'm pretty confident with like my knowledge and experience base for the game. So as long as I don't like blunder turn zero or something, or get screwed over by like crises RNG, mm-hmm. then it should be pretty smooth sailing. Oh, okay. fair enough. Yeah. Maybe that sounds like cocky or whatever, but no, no, I don't I don't typically get nervous. Like in the LVO top eight, I wasn't really nervous. I mean, even against like Chewy. Yeah. Like I there's nothing I can do. Like my dice just held up. I'm just gonna keep rolling dice. It's I've made the best play on the board. Yeah. My dice either help me win or they or I lose. I have no agency here. It is what it is. Right. I mean, I'll say I read a lot of biographies when I was in, like, middle school age. Like, for me, basketball is, like, my thing. I read, like, Jordan, Larry Bird, Barkley, Robinson. I could go on and on. I read everybody that I could find. Mm-hmm. And jitters is very common. Like, I, I want to say Larry Bird. But I could be wrong. But, um, I mean, there was some players that literally threw up before every basketball game. And, I mean, these are, like, Hall of Famer, like, best in of the of their time. And... And and that's happening to them. So I, I don't know if I would say it's lack of confidence. I mean, maybe they're just so. You would think if you're a Hall of Fame basketball player, you'd have some confidence, you know. Right. Um, well, I guess but like, I think it's a human sorry. reaction to be nervous. Yeah, I mean, I guess in like that realm, like that's their profession and their career and their legacy. Yeah. So you can definitely like the stakes are a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Dude, you just brought up a perfect point. Actually, um, so this was a turning point for me in Magic. When I played Magic and I was very young, mm-hmm. like in my like teens and 20s and stuff, I got way more nervous. And the minute I got a career, I could play Magic and I never got nervous. Because, yeah. you know, when you're a stupid kid, you think winning and even the prize money and all that matters. But the minute I have a career and it doesn't matter if I get in last or first because I still have food on the table and right. my life is stable, mm-hmm. I don't have that nerves. That that was actually a huge thing for me. That's actually I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's a I good mean, point. I used to play like some I used to play Magic the Gathering a little bit, but I never I never really got more involved than just Friday night magics. Mm-hmm. But yeah. even like when I would if I if I was having like a like a good night, I I would probably get a little nervous, especially like playing against like the local sharks, you know, as you mm-hmm. start winning games. Um, I just was never really good enough to like win anything really. And um, I don't know. I just, I think I'm just like matured. I mean, I, I, I've rock climbed a lot and mm-hmm. a lot of rock climbing, like to actually like perform, you basically have to just focus your mind and, perform one move at a time nothing else really matters you kind of pace yourself because you know where the hard part of the climb is Mm -hmm. and you just like if you start thinking about too many things then it just kind of unravels so marvel's kind of the same way right it's like i just need to win this game like this is all i care about right now is this game Mm -hmm. and maybe even you can even like condense it more than that where it's like I just need to make the best move on this board state. Hmm. So like, 
Interesting. It's kind of like I mean, in rock climbing, you, there wasn't nerves like when you first saw the mountain or whatever. You well, know, the thing like, with oh. climbing, at least, is there's no. I'm not climbing competitively, so there's no like. Well, I'm just scared of dying. Just for me, <laughs> well, there's, there's no risk. There's not really risk of dying. I mean, there's like a rope and everything. It's not like mm. it's not like I'm <laughs> putting my life on the line, really. Right. Like, you're, you're like not... something would have to go like catastrophically wrong for me to die. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you elaborating on that because honestly, in my head, I'm just picturing like the cliffhanger movie or something, and you're no, you know, no, 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 some that's, crazy intense stuff. That's that's ludicrous, like nonsense. <laughs> yeah. um, no, when you rock climb, like you have you you clip. There's like bolts in the wall, like the rock wall that people have put in, so you can just like basically attach your rope to the bolts as you climb up. Oh. And when you fall, you just fall like to the last bolt that you clipped, and they're probably spaced around like six seven feet a piece okay so mm-hmm. you're gonna you're All gonna right. fall and like swing but like you're not gonna hit the ground or anything like that unless like your your partner's like completely inept at like belaying you but at which point you have to ask yourself why are they your partner <laughs> if you don't trust them yeah. so. right exactly yeah i have to imagine the first time though or at least the first few times you fall it's going to be pretty scary because you got to trust the bolt and just trust. Oh yeah. No, no, work. no. That's definitely a thing. Like when you first start doing that, your people get really jittery and nervous. Um, but you, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And there's even like classes you could take at the climbing gyms that are like, how to, you know, how to like fall and like not be scared and that sort of thing. Mm. Actually, I would need that. I would need to go take that class just so I have confidence in falling. So I'd be okay with it. Yeah. A lot of it is just like, you do your gear check. That way you don't have to second guess yourself that your mm-hmm. gear is going to fail you. And if that, if you know your gear is not going to fail you, you trust in your partner and you trust that you followed all the steps that everything's fine. And mm-hmm. you just, you, you, the more you expose yourself to it, the more comfortable you get. And you could do the same thing with MCP, right? The more events you go to, the more it's just like, you know, uh, M. Bison, like, you know, there's two. Yeah, it's like second nature. Yeah. Honestly, it's to me, like when I go to a tournament or event, now it's just another tournament or another event. Honestly, that's how I am now. Um, like, yeah, just, it applies to all of everything, though, right? Yeah, MCP, you got to make sure you got all your stuff, right? Exactly, um, all your cards, your minis, your tokens, oh, I, and yeah. To be to be honest with you, I stress more about that than the actual event. Dude, <laughs> I'll give an example of me being crazy. I I will check like fifty times before I get on a flight. Oh my God. No. And then on the drive to the airport, I'll like have my bag next to me and I'll just drive myself crazy going, just check one more time. Just one more time. That's <laughs> oh, it. One more okay. time. Yeah. And then you'll calm down and I'll check. <laughs> I'll literally check yep. in the car driving to the airport because I already checked 50 times, but I, in the car for some reason, it won't be okay unless I check one more time. And yeah. then I, I, that's just my personality. I, Cause there's not, it's like, Probably someone could let you borrow something, but like nothing is scarier to me than like not having my stuff and traveling and, you know, it could just be going from one state to another or, you know, whatever. Right. But it's still enough distance where if you forget something, you'll feel, you'll be mortified. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. I think something else that is important when you're trying to like be more confident at, at like an event or whatever, or just in games that are competitive is, uh, they do this in chess. It's like, there are players that are like, maybe you're playing a player that's better than you and like the chess ratings. And those people, those players are not perfect. Like Mm -hmm. they make misplays. And like a lot of times 
they might make a misplay, not realize it. And then you as a lower rated player is like, oh, surely they that's not a misplay, right? Like they know what they're doing. Like you might recognize it as a misplay, but you might second guess yourself because they're higher rated right. than you. And maybe they're trying to like bait you or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens sometimes in MCP too, where like you're playing oh, against somebody man. who's like, maybe you perceive them, they're better than you, or they've won events and you haven't or whatever. Um, maybe they do make a misplay and you you have to be able to tell yourself like, no, that was actually a misplay and I'm going to capitalize on it and not try to second guess yourself. Mm -hmm. It's good advice. And for me, a lot of times it's like, I'll much to my, like, I think my opponents get kind of annoyed. Sometimes I'll sit there and like talk about, I'll like talk through it and I'll be like, oh, I'll do this. And then if I do that, you spider tracker and I'll just like read the line out. And you can kind of mm-hmm. see like my opponent get deflated a little bit. They're like, oh, he just knows all of my tricks. But when you do that, you are like basically talking to yourself and it becomes really easy to find holes in your logic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, another fun trick I've noticed lately is I play, I can, t- I can gauge if I'm playing well, if all of my movement tools are like not in the, uh, not in the tray. <laughs> like if I have all of my rulers, like, use simultaneously like obviously you can't use more than one range and movements at the same time but i'll like have a bunch of them in my hand and i'll kind of swap between all of them to like pre-measure a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. way i know i'm like not being lazy and i'm mm. like actually measuring things because sometimes i'll get lazy and then it'll be like oh i didn't pre-measure that and i get burned for it or something like that you know mm-hmm. but you know what's funny i was thinking uh a lot of my early streams way back in the early seasons, you know, I was often in cuts and, you know, not to say that I haven't been lately, but, you know, it's been a rough streak these days. Um, but I remember really early on in ancient MCP days, people would often comment like, these top level players, they really measure everything. And I was like, I don't know, because from my point of view, I was just like, well, obviously, but I clearly it wasn't obvious because like other people I guess weren't measuring as aggressively. Yeah. Um, and I guess the point I'm making though is I was just thinking about Nashcon and like how much measuring I was doing. And honestly, I don't remember doing very much measuring because I was playing Sam Spam. <laughs> 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 um, well, so I'd like to actually counter that because I played, uh, yeah go for it. I played Sam a little bit, or I've been playing Sam a lot, I should say, but like. Mm-hmm. I played a game against one of my like local players. He's been playing Web Warriors, and I was measuring like a fiend that game. Obviously, well, I have a lot of experience with Web Warriors, so I know everything he's trying to do to me. But like, I'm measuring like Lethal Protector and Lifesaver and Spider Tracker and all this nonsense. And mm-hmm. like, um, I think you just weren't measuring a lot because of the factions you were playing against are just not that technical. Yeah, and maybe, uh, to be honest with you, maybe I'm running through my games a little bit while you're talking, and I'm like, well, maybe this stuff is so subconscious I don't even realize I'm even doing it anymore. Um, like, obviously, I want to be, like, in a higher range, and I'm thinking, I, honestly, the thing I do more um, consciously than subconsciously, you know, so, yeah, subconsciously, is I'm more about, I think about the ter- the next turn while I'm playing the current turn. Mm-hmm. Like literally on every activation. So like when I move a character, I, I I remember sometimes on turn ones I'd be like hemming and hawing, and my I, I knew my opponents were thinking like, what the hell is he doing? 
Like, it's turn one. There's no characters even around him. He's got no attacks. Like, what the hell is he spending so much time thinking about? And in my head, I was like, well, what's the optimal position to be, like, next turn? Mm -hmm. I don't care about this turn. This turn's barely relevant. Mm -hmm. But what's next turn's position? And so that's what I'm mostly conscious of these days. And the measuring, I think, is sort of subconscious. You know, like, I just do it now, like, without thinking. But, I mean, truthfully, like, when I played, like, Modoc Cabal and stuff, like, I had to be in bow ranges while also being in range four and then throw ranges for maybe a different character. And, you know, you could bow, like, multiple people, so you need to be, like, maybe in three different bow ranges. Mm -hmm. So that was some obnoxious measuring, you know? But with, like, Hulk and Juggernaut and stuff, it's like, I just got to be in range two. I can pretty much eyeball that, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not nearly as sophisticated. I'm sorry. No, it really isn't. Like I think I think range two, range three is kind of like you can. Yeah, and most of the measuring I'm I was looking at was like a long move charge into like a shield throw. It was like the extent of the average turn when you're playing size two or uh, threat two characters. It's mostly just like double moves. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just need to know the character's going to make it, you know? Um, anyway, it's a tangent, but I just, you're as you were saying how you're doing like a million measurements and you're playing against webware. So obviously they have a million measurement things going on. So right. I could see that being a thing for sure. Like your opponent obviously can force you to measure more. Um, yeah, anyway. exactly. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, I love those styles of games and unfortunately you know, the state of the game is not very forgiving. Mm-hmm. That style, it's kind of just like jam fatties up the middle. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. That's what it's like. The thing is, too, like, I genuinely miss playing Modoc when he was good. Because <laughs> he really did it all. And he, he was it's like, everything. he had range three tools, range four tools, long move tools, short yeah. move tools. Like, he a bowing like the range on a bow like there was so many things to think about right and it was fun you know Uh, also just power management on modok was insane like do i risk a reroll or oh like i got a wild and they have power so like maybe i don't risk more rerolls because i'll have the power i need for like doing some other stuff Uh, just way more interesting to me to to deal with that no, it is. And I, back in the day, it's funny that you mentioned MODOK. I would tell people, if you want to learn how to play the game, play MODOK. And they were like, what? I'm like, yeah. Look what MODOK does. MODOK throws. He displaces people. He just turns people off because of the whole wild thing that he has yeah, he <laughs> on, his, on his defensive side. He does he rerolls. Yeah, he yeah. has everything. He's the trick of all trades. So if you want to learn how this game works... And how to you know play it optimally, play this character because he does it all, and then you'll understand how other characters you know find other characters that can do maybe one of his things, and then like try to apply it right in that same way. And yeah, and yeah, I I'll let me hit this too. Is Mike? You probably remember from playing Enchantress a lot that when you bow somebody, there's a lot of measuring, right? Because it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm bowing this person, and there's a lot of give right because it's not a push it's, a, it's an advance so it's like okay now i can put them at the perfect distance to not do anything they want but i can do everything i want to them yep right yeah so anyway bring back but... not once per turn bows no don't do that <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. please don't no don't do that um, it's a bad idea 
But anyway, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on the competitive thing. I thought that was an interesting question and conversation. Um, like, I guess I don't even know if I know the answers. Why do you guys do competitive? Well, for me, like, main answer for me is uh, just to prove myself. And uh, it's always to see how, just see if I've progressed as a player, if I'm good, basically. And just, that's it, man. I mean, no, nothing, nothing excites me more than to beat a quality player. Like, if I go to a tournament and I beat any of you guys, or if I beat just anybody that I know is a name, like, that's a check in my book. You know what I mean? That's like, okay, cool. Like, I am doing i am progressing and i am getting better and i am a good player right yeah. um that's what drives me like winning the tournament yeah cool i mean every who wants to win but like i said before i mean everybody wants to win right but not everybody can be champion at a tournament it's there's one champion right there's one second place there's one third you know like do i want to win yes that's duh but i've learned in life as i've gotten older is like Maybe focus on how well you're doing at that event first and get some enjoyment out of that. And then maybe that win will come for you eventually. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's just progress for me. For me, it's just all about progress and just improving. Yeah, the way to win events is just to you just have to stay on top of your game. You got to mm-hmm. play a lot. You got to play something that you know very well. Mm-hmm. You also, what you play has to be good into the meta. And then you just got to get lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's luck involved, man. And people don't want to, I mean, oh, dude, yeah. There's so much and everything. Luck. I mean, uh, I see it all the time. It's matchup luck, who you play against, like, luck, just the game's luck. There's right. so much variance in it. So much. Yeah. Um, but, Mike, that that's not an answer to why you go and do it, though. Oh, like, yeah, sorry. Um, why do I play competitive? Mostly because it is a, it's almost like a safe space for the way that I want to play the game. I love that. Answer. I love that answer. Actually, it's good. Um, <laughs> you can't be mad at me right now. We signed a contract. Exactly. We signed a contract. <laughs> I'm allowed to play this way against you because this is what this entails, and you're gonna get it. Yep. Yep. I like it. Oh my gosh, that's such a good answer. That's a really good. Yeah, that was answer. that was kind of that was pretty concise too. So. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to like apologize for any kind of like ruthless efficiency that I really enjoy. Yeah. You know, like I don't have to apologize for anything really. Um, so not only that, but you're praised the better you do by being you. Yeah. Right. Which it sounds obvious, but it's not obvious because if you go to a local game store with people who are playing more casually, the better you do, you might even be shunned or like, There'll oh, be like grumbles and do I you'll feel bad. I mean, you might leave thinking like maybe I, w- I went a little too hard or whatever, you know? Oh, man. I got a story for you. So oh, back gosh. in – oh, this is good. Last October, um, this is when I was practicing my uh, – again, spider foes, but with uh, Enchantress nonsense and all you got, Doom Prophecy, Carnage nonsense. You guys know the story. You guys know how that works. So it was a tournament over here. Um, like 30 minutes away from me and I went to that tournament and I went with that list, you know, and just say this, I, I, I beat everybody. I won the tournament, <laughs> right? All you got enchantress, uh, carnage nonsense. Basically I, I won that whole tournament. There was one guy I beat and we we're playing gamma and 
he picked 15 points for whatever reason. I think he won Pryo because this is this is the old way of doing things. He won Pryo, right. picked Secures, got Gamma, chose 15. I looked at his roster, and I'm like, I don't know why you're choosing 15, but okay. Um, His selection, his... His selection was Cable, Hulk, Deadpool, and something else. I don't remember who the two threat was, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and this is when Hulk was bad, and I'm like, this dude's going to have a really rough time, right? I choose, like, Enchantress. <laughs> it was Enchantress, Venom. Who was it? It was Enchantress, Venom, Carnage. And I have to keep affiliation. Lizard. That's who it was. And I think the other extract was Hammers. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it was Hammers. Yeah. So basically, long story short, I brought in Hulk, nuked Hulk, nuked Hulk, game was over, right? So whatever. Um, He goes, I win the turn. You know, after the match is over, I hear him just snarking and talking quietly to people. And he's like, Man, this guy, you brought all you got. I'm just hearing, I'm like, what the? I'm like, this is a tournament, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, why would I not be playing the best stuff here to win? You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. I, that guy, I, I was confused because I'm like, dude, like, you, you're the one who chose Hulk. Like, you beat yourself. Like, even I, I wanted to tell him, like, even though I didn't bring those cards, I would still beat him because his character selections were terrible. <laughs> Like he chose Cable Hulk and Hulk wasn't any yeah. good, dude. That that, you know, that, like, behavior, that behavior really frustrates me because I would never like. Let's say there's like a casual style player that right. just wants to play like fun thematic things. We have local. I have locals who want to do that. Sure, great, go for it. I always encourage them to do that, and I just try to gauge that when I have to play against them, I'll just do things. Oh, if we're in a tournament, then I can't do anything about that. But on pickup games, no, I'm not going <laughs> to play like my normal stuff. Right. You know? Right. And I would never demonize somebody for playing the game the way they want to play the game. And I feel like I've, you're, you were just experiencing that. Yeah. Just then, you know? Yep. Which is something that is not very talked about in this community and uh, really bugs me. The whole like toxicity is very one way in the discourse. Where it's oh, like it's, casuals it's one way pointed yes. at the competitive. Yep. When both sides can be toxic towards each other mm-hmm. is my point. Yep. 100%. So. Yeah, it's good. Um, I mean, I'll just say, like, for me, competitive is it's kind of a long thing of maturity for me. It's because when I was young, I just, you know, probably just had an ego, to be quite honest. <laughs> and. I just wanted to beat people and Chewy, I mean, it goes back because, you know, when I was a kid, you just play against your neighborhood friends, right? Yeah. And that was the same thing. I played all the street fighters with my friends. You know, I played video games of all kind. going back to Goldeneye, you know, and you know, you, you think, Oh, I'm the best with my friends. Mm. So like, maybe I'm just the best everywhere. And then, but of course that's not true. Right. Cause mm-hmm. then you actually go out into the world and, and that's where, you know, the internet is just like the coolest thing ever. And, try to play against people in the world um and everything's just a new challenge right it's like the best in your region the best in the united states the best in mm-hmm. maybe global or whatever but it's like one step up every time um and that stuff but then it gets into like it's really just like almost like an adrenaline hit you know like that that feeling of like excitement and all that and and a little bit of fear or whatever it's it's freaking addictive in itself you know um 
And yeah, and then I, I think I agree with Mike too that it's just my personality. It's like I'm around my people, right? And it's like you're celebrated now for being yourself, where in other communities or groups, you're just like the try hard or whatever, you know? So it's a lot of stuff and it's all very fun. And lately, I've definitely evolved more into more of the team spirit and like, because normally it's just me against the world, but like having, um, you know, like Mike, for example, goes to the same events as me and like we both can kind of like mm-hmm. not only build a roster, but then cheer each other on and all that stuff. It's also very fun. And then it's like the dinners after the event because, you know, for a long time, I was just me solo. Yeah. You know? And that's a different experience than when you're with like a group or a community, you know? Yeah, so, having all of us together to root for each yeah. other has been really fun for me. Um, that's, yeah. That definitely is like really cool because then like now I have like four chances to win, five chances to win, you know? Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. D and two for Instead sure. of just me, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It really is. All right, guys. Anyways, uh, that's it for the Danger Room, guys. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our thoughts on the game. As the game changes, the information in this episode may become less relevant, so bear that in mind if you're listening from the future. We also want to thank Discount Games Inc. and Blackgate Games. If you don't have a local game store and they can't get what you're looking for, check out those guys. They'll sort you out. Finally, a big thank you to Atomic Mass Games for making such an awesome game. We'll see you next time in The Danger Room. Simulation complete.